1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: You are locked on Cougars, your daily podcast
1: on the BYU Cougars, part of the locked on podcast network, your
0: team every day. welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing great out there in Cougar Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on today's episode of Locked on Cougars. We're going to talk about the reach and the pull of BYU fans and the BYU football program. I'll explain more here in a moment. We'll also continue on with our 100 seasons of BYU football, looking at 1947, as well as two notes that I have failed to note in the last couple of days on this countdown that are very important. We'll get to all of that ahead on today's show, as well as catching up on all the other BYU news that you need to know about. Postseason awards in softball, a tough loss for BYU baseball to an in-state rival. We'll get to all of that ahead on today's podcast. It's all brought today in part by our good friends with the Locked On Today podcast. Make sure to check out what they're doing with Locked On Today. It's your daily podcast, getting you caught up on all the latest news you need in under 20 minutes. And it's... It's awesome. Plain and simple. It is awesome. Today, they're talking about Jason Tatum putting the Boston Celtics on his back with that 50 burger to lift them in the NBA play in tournament and advance them out of the play in round. You can listen to that on whichever podcast app you prefer to use. Or if you don't have one you prefer, check out the Odyssey app. It's a great feature. We love having Odyssey on board with the Locked On Podcast Network. All right. Without further ado, let's have some fun on a Wednesday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 19th. 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with the Locked On Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys, if you're new to this show, we are your daily podcast, your only daily podcast focused on the Cougars, making sure you guys are the smartest BYU fans when you're talking with your family and friends who might also be Cougar fans or just happening to be bantering back and forth with maybe a rival fan base. But nonetheless, a big thank you for your support of the show. Make sure to follow us on whichever podcast provider you prefer to utilize. Getting going here on a Wednesday. Let's talk a little bit about the power of the BYU brand. And what I mean by that is when BYU goes out on the road, and I think many of you have experienced this firsthand, have traveled with BYU to away games and the like. Well, you know how BYU fans do. They just get out there and they get after it. And they show up in droves and they really have a good time. I have traveled my fair share with the Cougars, going to the likes of Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Tennessee recently. I went to the bowl game last year down there in Florida, the Boca Raton Bowl. And it's always fun to see BYU fans showing up. And the fun part is there are a number of BYU fans who travel to away games. But there's always BYU fans in whichever market BYU is playing in. And I, the, What I'm trying to get to here is the power of the BYU brand and what it is recognized as for different programs and BYU goes to face them. And today, the example of that comes courtesy of Georgia Southern University. Yes, uh, probably the least, I guess, thought of, maybe one of the least thought of away games for BYU on this year's schedule in 2021. BYU will go to Georgia Southern in their second to last game of the season before facing USC, making the cross-country trip all the way down to uh, SEC country. Well, Georgia Southern is a member of the Sun Belt Conference. They run a triple option, a very interesting scheme. I think it's a sneaky, tough matchup for BYU, especially considering how late in the year it is. Obviously, the next week, you're headed to USC. Man, I just look at this and I just feel like, man, this is a little bit of a trap game thinking about this. They're going to go there November 20th to Statesboro, Georgia to Paulson Stadium, face off against Georgia Southern. And then a week later, Thanksgiving weekend, you're at USC. Before that, you have the buy so you do get a two week uh, head start in terms of preparing for that triple option scheme get your guys up to speed get them healthy you'll have faced Idaho State on November 6th so really in all reality BYU essentially have three weeks to get ready for Georgia Southern but still facing off against a triple option it's different uh, facing it live than it is in terms of what you see when you see it day in and day out and I know the BYU absolutely dominated Navy this past year don't get me wrong I don't, did not forget that but let's be clear Navy Maybe also did not practice as a team in the lead up to that game. And BYU made them look silly. So uh, what I'm getting to here is... Georgia Southern is very excited to have BYU coming to Paulson Stadium. I don't know how many of you are tra- planning on traveling states, Statesboro. It's very much in Southern Georgia. They only have 25,000 seats in their stadium, so this is not a big stadium, but Georgia Southern, GSU, is very excited to have BYU coming to town. Their head coach, Chad Lunsford, said quote, it's huge. I think one, it's big for our fan base. Eagle Nation will be fired up for it. Speaking of facing BYU, it's big for our players and it's good in recruiting. There will be not a lot of national focus on it. I think that's huge for the program. As much as we can get the name and brand out there, and everybody can learn about the epic story of what Georgia Southern football is, that's invaluable for it. Uh, it's. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to this, guys. I think that Georgia Southern is completely geeked to have BYU traveling there as part of their home schedule. Jared Benko, their Georgia athlete, Georgia State Athletic, not Georgia State, Georgia Southern Athletic uh, Director said, quote, it is, I am asked about that game as much as any other game right now. I think that this shows the brand of BYU and what it means to programs the caliber of Georgia Southern. I get that they're not a name brand in the sport, BYU fans. get me Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that BYU is going to go there and maybe be the team that is going to really put Georgia Southern on the map or whatever it might be. But it's really cool to see the excitement level from a program like Georgia Southern. They understand what BYU is all about. The, the spotlight that will be cast upon Statesboro, upon Paulson, stadium upon the eagles when byu comes to town i think it'd be kind of a sneaky fun matchup to go travel to and enjoy that game it might be one that a lot of byu fans aren't going to i know thousands of you are planning on going to arizona obviously many will probably want to go to usc on thanksgiving weekend this could be a sneaky fun one to go to not as many fans in the stands obviously twenty-five thousand only but Looking forward to this matchup. Another quote here from Jared Benko says, For us it's about competitive balance. We want to win every game possible. If you have a chance to bring a BYU into town, that's awesome. Our goal is to get the best teams we can play here. You want to get as many local teams in the state to come here. We haven't been successful yet, but we're going to keep at it. Obviously, they want to get the likes of Georgia Tech and University of Georgia to travel to Statesboro. Good luck in that factor. But I do give BYU a tip of the cap for not being afraid to go cross country to play this game late in the season. I do think BYU will still have the advantage in terms of the overall talent base, but that triple option, it really does make things a lot more balanced and a lot lot closer in terms of the competitive balance between these two programs. Uh, One other thing here, though, on this, Lunsford said he was relieved that BYU will not have Zach Wilson. Quote, I'm glad their quarterback went to the NFL, unquote. So there you go. The power of the brand for BYU football. Obviously Statesboro is going to be an interesting game. I'm looking forward to this upcoming season. I think this is a fun slate of games for BYU. Seven power five teams, but there's some sneaky good matchups in that road game at Georgia Southern late in the year. That could be a toughie for BYU. We'll have to just kind of wait and see. There's still plenty of time to go here. What six months or so before BYU and Georgia State are set to square off, but an interesting matchup all the same. All right, coming up here in just a moment. We'll continue on with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown looking back at 1947 for the Cougars. We'll get to that in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar. Guys absolutely love these protein bars. They are the best tasting protein bars out there and I mean that sincerely. If you guys want to have something healthy for you guys whether it's a midday snack, something you're using as a meal replacement, no matter what it might be Built Bars are the perfect complement for that. Nine base flavors but they always are offering all kinds of one-time flavors or limited runs right now it's their birthday cake with sprinkles covered in white chocolate it's a great flavor They're nine base flavors my all-time favorite built bars in there cherry barcia raspberry is great uh, salted caramel is a good treat as well and the best part is guys these taste like a candy bar they're not something that you're gonna be like oh man i gotta down another built bar no you will crave these things i have never craved a protein bar until i had a built bar go to builtbar.com you can learn more about them. Use the promo code lock 15 for 15% off your next door. You heard that right. Save some money on these protein bars by using the promo code LOCKED15 when you get to builtbar.com. Take advantage of the offer now. That's promo code lock 15 at BiltBar.com, and get enjoying the best-tasting protein bars anywhere.
1: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA,
0: All right, folks, continuing on with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. We reached 1947, and as we talked about yesterday, the post-war era is here. BYU dealing with a lot of guys coming back from World War II, whether they were serving overseas or domestically, many of them re-entering the collegiate ranks, and it really swelled BYU's participation numbers, and the sport overall around the country, it exploded. Just a lot of guys coming back from the war effort and obviously hoping to get back into college football. And I got to be honest. 1947, very much a comeback to earth moment for BYU. They went five-four-and-one in nineteen forty-six. So a pretty good season overall under Eddie Kimball in his sixth season, but in his seventh season in 1947 little bit more of a struggle. BYU as a team went 3-7 and seven on the year, playing 10 games total. They were 1-5 in the Mountain States Conference, finishing in the cellar of the Mountain States Conference in 7th place. Wyoming was just ahead of them with a 2-4 and four overall record. And funny enough, 1947, the season started off well enough. BYU absolutely pummeled Western State in front of 6,000 fans, according to reports. 45 to nothing was the final score. They followed that up with a second home game a week later against Montana State, winning that game 19 to 14, but then trouble hit. BYU had a three-game road slate at that point. Went to Wyoming, lost a tough game, 12-7. Went to Utah the following week and were beaten 28-6 as Utah reasserted its dominance after that win in 1942, and then finished it off with another tough road game at Colorado, losing 9-7. So a very tough loss to lose to CU Boulder in that instance, but then BYU came home for a home game after three games away on October 25th and did to their credit beat utah state so one and one against their in-state rivals 27 to 12 was the final for byu as they beat utah state that left them at three and three as they entered the month of november but the month of november was just awful for byu they started off with a road game at denver on november 1st losing 20 to 6 then hosted san jose state and lost 28 to 19 in front of about five thousand fans at Y Stadium, the following week, Colorado A and aka Colorado State, came to Provo for their home day home finale, excuse me, and BYU in front of about 2,500 fans. According to reports, just a drizzly day, very cold, just not a fun weather environment to be in. Only about 2,500 fans in attendance. BYU drops that one, a heartbreaker, 27 to 25, which guaranteed that BYU would be the cellar dweller in the Mountain States Conference this season. The final game of the season, they went to San Diego State, played at Balboa Stadium there in San Diego, California and were summarily dismissed 32-7 to by the Aztecs. So a tough season overall for BYU and I think they learned a lot about themselves obviously with Eddie Kimball at the helm, but BYU suffered through a tough season and we'll talk about 1948 tomorrow. BYU uh, is going to start making another transition to a new coach in 1949 and might be the, uh, well it not, not might be, it is the worst season on record and we're going to get to that here in a few days and actually in a couple of days. I think you'll be interested to hear about 1949 as we finish up the 1940s, but tough season overall but the more important thing is you guys have really helped me out with this project and I mean that sincerely you guys have reached out expressed your interest in what I'm doing with this project trying to explain what the history of BYU football is you guys have said you're excited for it you love learning about it every day but more importantly you guys are sending me information that I use to help you guys stay informed and one of you has been a particular help recently and that's Nick Olson from Helena Montana Nick reached out a couple of weeks ago talking about the legacy of romney because he lives up in montana explained a little bit more about montana state and what romney meant to the bobcats up there but he actually sent in a an article uh a news article that I had missed and this is actually kind of embarrassing for me if I'm, if I'm being frank about it but we talked about Von Kimball on Monday the legacy he left the give him help Brigham thing well funny enough and I didn't put this together and I probably should have the last names were the same well he's the younger brother of Eddie Kimball who was the head coach of the BYU football program Eddie Kimball came home for alumni day from his post in the Navy as he served in the war effort as many of you will recall in 1942 he enlisted in the Navy and spent the next four years years serving our country. Well, his younger brother was Vaughn Kimball, who was killed at sea, killed in action as a part of the USS Bunker Hill attack there in the invasion of Okinawa. But Eddie Kimball came home on leave during that and was actually at Alumni Day on Tuesday. the for, said Here's the quote. The former BYU coach was serving on the staff of Vice Admiral G.D. Murray, commander of the Air Force of the U.S. Navy in the Pacific, is rather pessimistic over the possibility of a quick victory over Japan. Quote, the only possibility is a crumbling of their will to fight it out and the realization by the Japanese of the handwriting on the wall, he declared. It continues. Lieutenant Commander Kimball is visiting with his wife and four children who reside at 260 East, 4th North, and other relatives in Utah. His brother, Von Kimball, former star athlete at BYU before joining the Navy, was recently killed while serving on an aircraft carrier in the Pacific. So I did not put that together. And that's embarrassing on my part not to have realized that and done a little more research on it. But Nick, thank you for sending that in. It absolutely helps add context to the story. Just think about that. Having your younger brother die in the war effort. And I think many from this generation, which we call the greatest generation, many of them had family and friends perish in the conflict. And just, man, the Von Kimball story, it's inspiring. There's no doubt about it. And Eddie Kimball obviously carrying on his family's legacy as well. Very, very inspiring as he returned as head coach. And a tough season in 1947. We'll talk about his final year as BYU's head coach tomorrow in 1948. Speaking of Eddie Kimball, but obviously something that adds to the context to the story about Vaughn Kimball and the Kimball family and their connection to the BYU football program. Another note here on 1946 something I missed yesterday that I started to see pop up and I actually saw it after I was doing some research actually on 1947 funny enough it came up in my google search did you guys know that byu's cougar fight song had its origins in 1946 yeah it's true. Uh, so I found this story. It's actually an old story from July 3rd, 2014 in the Daily Universe. Justin Swanson wrote the story. And it was Columbus Day in 1946. And Clyde D. Sandgren was in the middle of moving his family from New York to Provo. Uh, he was a guy who was a graduate of Juilliard, the famed music school out there. While he was in Texas, uh, he began to whistle a lively tune. Sandgren apparently became so captivated with the melody that he pulled out a pen, found an envelope, and composed the notes and lyrics to the famous Cougar Fight song, D. Sandgren, who is his son and current owner of the copyright to the Cougar Fight song, said, "Quote: He got most of his tunes by whistling. He went to, to Juilliard, who so was polished enough to take a t- take a tune that he whistled and write the notes down on any scratch piece of paper, then go home and play it on the piano." Continues the song reflects his lifelong ro- loyalty to BYU. D. Sandgren said, "I remember lying under his great baby grandpa piano and just enjoying the music. And apparently, funny enough." Uh, Sandgren wrote the words to Provo High School, Timfew High School, and Orem High School's fight songs. D. Sandgren said he wrote a lot of music. He was an amazing composer. And BYU, actually, the original wording in the song, the loyal, strong, and true, was actually added later to the song by D. Sandgren. The original words, the lyrics used to be, we will fight day or night, rain or snow, stalwart men and true, wear the white and blue. Uh, D. Sandgren said, I was not ready to change that originally and honor my father. I couldn't and touch the song and then he said I gave it a lot of consideration and prayer." Sandgren said my dad wasn't there to give me any counsel and I really struggled with changing it but nowadays things are different so I changed it to loyal strong and true and I think it's actually a very fantastic change to the song many of you know loyal strong and true it's been put on t-shirts and all of the like it is a fantastic slogan for BYU fans everywhere which is actually really cool to see this story come out I had no idea the cougar fight song had its origins Columbus Day or Indigenous People's Day, if some of you may call it, 1946. Think about that long ago and many of you can, are probably humming that tune. It's probably going through your head right now. I'm not going to lie. It's going through my head as I talk about it here. But it's a really really cool story. And this is why I enjoy doing this project. I'm learning about BYU football, the history of it, stuff that I didn't know I'm learning about this. And I feel like I'm a pretty well-versed person when it comes to the history of BYU football in particular. But I'm learning stuff i had no idea the cougar fight song was written in 1946 on the back of an envelope in texas of all places just absolutely incredible. And hope you guys enjoy this. We'll talk about 1948 tomorrow. But coming up here in just a minute, we'll catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Wednesday. We'll get to that in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at BetOnline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, guys. No matter what your interest is, Major League Baseball, NBA hoops, NHL hockey, even if you like UFC, MMA action, golf. Pop culture. No matter what it is, Bet Online has the options for you guys. Head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device now and check out all of their great sporting news. You can sign up for bonuses, even see their contest information. They seem to be running contests all of the time. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. This is your chance to get into the games. Teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. The NBA playoffs are underway. NHL playoffs are underway. Major League Baseball is entering the kind of middle part of their season. You can have a lot of fun with our friends at Bet Online. And right now, you can still get a 50%. Welcome bonus when you get to betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on with your first deposit. You heard that right. 50% added on to whatever you deposit using the promo code locked on. It is free money for you guys to bet with at betonline.ag. Take advantage of it now as it is all courtesy of betonline as they are your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, let's catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan before we go here on a Wednesday edition of Locked on Cougars. Let's start off on the baseball diamond. BYU dropped the final game of a four game series against their in-state rival Utah 11-5 last night. BYU just could not keep Utah off the base pass early in this game but giving up 10 runs in the first four innings. BYU just couldn't overcome that and obviously losing 11-5 gives Utah the win in the series at 3-1 over BYU on the year. The Cougars will close out their season at Miller Park this weekend as they host Pepperdine for the three-game series. The loss to Utah guaranteed the BYU have a below 500 record, which is unfortunate, but BYU has a chance to redeem themselves against the Waves this weekend. Pepperdine, one of the more traditional powerhouses when it comes to uh, West Coast Conference Baseball. We all know that San Diego and Gonzaga are kind of sitting in those top two spots on any given year, but Pepperdine's a warm-weather school, and Malibu's a wonderful place to play if you can play there, so BYU have their work cut out for them. The weather this weekend here in Utah is absolutely marvelous as well, so looking forward to seeing that. Those games will be at 6 o'clock on both Thursday and Friday with the final game of the series, the final game of the season for BYU Senior Day at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Also on to BYU Softball, just to across the plaza there at Miller Park. BYU postseason awards handed out. They earned four of the top five awards in the West Coast Conference. Nine players named to all WCC teams yesterday for the first time in WCC history. Violet Zavodnik earned both WCC Freshman and Player of the Year award in the same season. Autumn Moffat Korth was named WCC Pitcher of the Year. And of course, head coach Gordon Eakin was named WCC Coach of the Year. Congratulations. That's really cool to see Violet Zavodnik get both player and freshman of the year. She's going to have a stellar career at BYU, and that's congratulations to her. On the all-conference first team, Martha Epinesa, Riley Jensen, and Hannah Jo Peterson joined both Moffat Korth and Violet Zavodnik on the first team. On the second team, Hunter Ava and Marissa Chavez were on the second team, and then honorable mention honors went to Kaylee Erickson as well as Arissa Paulson for the BYU softball program. They opened up play in the Tempe Regional of the NCAA Regionals NCAA Tournament tomorrow against Virginia Tech. We'll preview that game a little more in depth on tomorrow's podcast. 5.30 is the scheduled first pitch on that. You'll be able to watch it on ESPN3.com if you want to watch the Cougars in action. And finally, USA Volleyball has released their preliminary roster for the 2021 FIVB Men's Volleyball Nations League Tournament the organization announced yesterday. And three former Cougars are slated to compete with Team USA in in Italy when this tournament takes place. Current BYU Davide Gardini is on the Italian roster for his major international debut. Congratulations to him. He's planning on coming back uh, to play for BYU next year. Former BYU player and coach Luca Slabe will represent as an assistant coach for the Team USA women's team at the tournament. But the three players selected to play for Team USA include 2016 Olympian outside hitter Taylor Sander. He was named team captain of Team USA. Opposite hitter Ben Patch, who competed in the VNL final squad in 2019 is also back on the roster, and then rounding out Cougar representation is the younger brother of Taylor Sander, Brendan Sander, who competed on the 2019 VNL preliminary team. So, congratulations to all three former Cougars, as well as Davide Gardini and Lucaslave. BYU volleyball well rep- represented at the international level. I'm surprised guys like Gabby Garcia Fernandez. I, w- I won't be surprised if guys like Gabby Garcia Fernandez, Filippo De Brito Ferrera, if they get their opportunities in the future as well. This is a program who's putting out international caliber guys year in and year out and it's been a long running tradition for BYU to do this so congratulations to all parties involved All right, that is going to do it here on a Wednesday a big thank you for you guys support of the podcast as always please follow the show on social media Facebook, Instagram or Twitter search out Locked On Cougars you also can make sure you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter if you're on that platform or if you have questions concerns or comments please reach out via email Locked on BYU at gmail.com is the email address for this podcast. All right, that'll do it for today. We're talking about 1948 and BYU football tomorrow. An interesting note sent in by a listener about the the Sears Cup Award, the what, do we, what do we call the Learfield Directors Cup Series. He did the calculations of this and BYU is well represented in it. We'll explain more tomorrow. I'm doing some research on this, talking back and forth with him. We'll get to that on tomorrow's show as well. And of course, stay tuned every day. We'll keep you up to speed on everything you need to know as a BYU fan every single day. All right, that's it. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 19th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.